Welcome. You're listening to a podcast by the International Bolshevik Tendency, a Marxist organization fighting for international working class revolution to overthrow global capitalism. We can be found online at Bolshevik.org, on Facebook at Bolsheviks, on Twitter and YouTube at IBT1917, and Instagram at Bolsheviks1917. The following are speeches by IBT supporters Vera Ashworn and Adair Hanna at the Rally for Trans Acceptance and Reproductive Rights in Wellington, New Zealand on 25 March 2023. The rally was organized for trans acceptance and reproductive rights and to oppose well-known UK far-right transphobe Kelly J. Keane, also known as Posey Parker. My name is Vera Ashbourne, and I am a supporter of the International Bolshevik Tendency, a communist organization fighting for workers' power in Aotearoa and the world. As a member of QED, I helped set up this rally for trans acceptance and, and reproductive rights. And it was a great privilege. And I am also a trans woman. And it is with these... It is with these three voices that I speak to you today. When we started organizing this, we thought we'd get maybe a hundred. You have turned up in thousands. Thank you all for sharing your strength and your aroha with us. I'm particularly heartened by the support from the unions who gave us so much help and promotion. I am, I say again proudly, a communist. And as you can imagine, the organized working class is very near and dear to me. It warms my heart to see union banners flying over a trans liberation rally. Some people say that transphobia is not a working class issue, that working class people don't have time for this gender stuff, that workers don't or shouldn't care about trans people. And now we can say bollocks to that. The workers of Aotearoa are standing up. I'm very glad to see you because you are the best hope for queer people and all oppressed people everywhere. She might be gone, driven off by our comrades in Auckland, but Kelly J. Keane and the global rise of transphobia and the far right are only a symptom of a festering rot in society, not just here, but around the world. That illness is the decay of the capitalist system, and as we head for further and deeper economic crisis, there will be more and worse like her. Only you can stop them. Keen claims to fight for, a, for women. This is a lie. She calls for under 16s to be denied birth control or abortion. Her tour was funded by CPAC, a major coalition of American far-right groups that fought long and hard to overturn Roe v. Wade and now demand the elimination of transgenderism. In, in Australia and Auckland, she was joined by a who's who of the misogynist far right. Pauline Hanson, Kiralee Smith, Evie Yemeni, Brian Tamaki. Yeah, I thought that won't get you up. 
in Melbourne. She led an actual fascist mob join her rally unopposed. The banner those Nazis held was simply a more honest expression of the TERF program, smearing trans people, particularly trans women, as dangerous perverts who must be exterminated. TERFs stand with fascists, the greatest enemies of women on earth, because they share a common goal in driving trans people out of public life. Women who oppose them, though, get beaten by cops or rammed with motorcycles to applause from Keene's crowd. TERFs don't give a shit about women. They just want to oppress trans people. QED was founded on the principle that we can't rely on the existing state or the center-left to keep us safe, that only collective struggle can keep reactionary scum like Keene at bay. We saw that in Auckland yesterday. Give them a cheer. Give Auckland a cheer. Struggle. Struggle works. Take the lesson. On Friday, the news broke that the Ministry of Health deliberately concealed information that puberty blockers are safe and reversible, information it knows to be true, because it was afraid of backlash from the turf lobby. Shame! A state that throws us under the bus over angry letters sure as hell won't keep us safe from fascist mobs. The only force to ever stop fascism before it can take power is the organized working class in militant struggle. Only we, collectively, through our own power and our own organizations can keep us safe. But even here, the, sta the state ties our hands. New Zealand has some of the harshest anti-strike laws in the world. Boo! Collective action has been almost entirely banned since the 90s. Each successive government, national or labor-led, has upheld those draconian laws. They don't want us to fight, and they won't fight for us. Workers of Aotearoa demand the right to strike so that in 10 years' time, when the government tries to ban trans kids in our schools, you can shut down the education system until they give in. So that if fascists try to seize control, you can close the entire economy to stop them. You have that power. It can be done. It has been done before. I know that the global rise of hate can seem inevitable, but it is not. You are not powerless. We are not powerless. We can fight and we can win. Workers of Aotearoa, the power to defeat hate rests with you. Take it back. Thank you. It's actually good to be here. Adia Hanna, women's liberationist and communist. The best way to stop the likes of Kelly J. King is not through calling on the state, who are not our friend. The best way we've got to, we need, what we need to do to stop the likes of her is by using our own strength. We need 
to mind the fears that she seeks to inflame, just as was done in Auckland. Over the decades, we have made some reversible pro progress in securing somewhat better rights for workers, for Māori, for women, for ethnic groupings and for sexual minorities. We, we have made that through overcoming divisions in the working class and uniting with the most oppressed. At Victoria University in 19, early in 1970, I joined one of the first women's liberation groups in the country. And joined a Marxist group with a perspective of socialist revolution in which women's liberation was an essential part. My politics have remained much the same. I'm a partisan of the trade union movement, a women's liberationist and a communist. I stand against all oppression. And I see the only decent outcome for our species as arriving from the world proletarian socialist revolution. Today, 55 years after developing this constellation of views, there has been slow progress. So it was heartening to see the Council of Trade Unions announcement that they would be joining us here today to stand against Kelly J. Keane's Keen's homophobic, transphobic messages. She... They correctly acknowledge that trans people are not to be feared, and they acknowledge not only that women's rights and workers' rights are intertwined, but also the queer rights and workers' rights are intertwined. As workers, we must join together against all attacks on all the oppressed. But back in 1970, women's liberation was not concerned with claiming exclusive spaces. We were concerned with breaking into exclusive spaces. We invaded a, a public bar downtown. The, the public bar was only for men. Women had to go to the ladies' lounge. And we did not leave until we were served a pint of beer. So this was an important change in New Zealand culture. Another problem back in 1970 involved jobs. The meat workers, meatworks were male, but was a male bastion, and they were hiring. So some of us applied. The employers told us that the work was too demanding. We couldn't do it. We checked this out with Ken Finley of the Meat Workers Union and went back. We'd, the bosses then gave us a different answer. The issue was bathrooms. The toilet doors did not reach the floor and the showers only had curtains. Not a problem, we said. 
his head under the door or around the curtain would be dealt with by us. In those days, the issue was to get women in the jobs that many men had monopolized. Our battle was not for exclusive spaces, but for abortion rights, childcare, equal pay, and so on. And the best of us did it without demonizing men. We knew that if we did not work with men, our cause, our hopes of building a society without oppression and exploitation was doomed to fail. Jelly, Kelly, she is a bit jelly. <laughs> Kelly J. Keene and her followers here spread prejudice and bigotry, which are the tools of oppression and exploitation, and they are dangerous. A few weeks ago in Newcastle upon Tyne, a representative of her organisation quoted approvingly Hitler's rhetoric in Mein Kampf about the big lie. She fumigated against schoolgirls wearing hijabs as not British. She tried to whip. She has tried to whip up Islamophobia in Bradford, where fascism is rife. She has publicly praised Tommy Robertson, an English fascist. And, and most recently, when open fascists supported her in Melbourne, she did not denounce or reject their support. We need to reflect on the long-term consequences of the vitriol and lies targeted at gays and lesbians during the homosexual law reform struggle. People like Peter Ellis, a gay childcare worker who in 1993 faced vile false stories and hysteria about sexual abuse of children. And Jeff Whittington, a 14-year-old student who was kicked to death in 1999 up the road from here. Why? He looked gay. Prejudice and bigotry kill. They drive people to suicide and they incite people to murder. And prejudice and bigotry kill trans people at an even greater rate than it kills gay people. I want to end with a little story which I think is quite amusing. In 1970, in the Student Union's building at Victoria University, the women's toilets were several floors up from the common room and the calf. And we got a bit sick of having to climb the stairs, so we decided that there was a man's toilet right by the common room. And we went in! We walked to the cubicles and did our business and then left! What is interesting is that relatively recently 
in the staff room of the school that I taught at. I, we were telling stories and I told that story and this male teacher turned round and said, was, were you one of them? I was there. So we can do whatever we need to do. Thank you.